What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is going to be an episode for sure. Uh, we got some big, big news today just offhand about Restore the Snyderverse and Sell Snyderverse to Netflix. We're also going to talk about some massive changes coming to Marvel Studios, the MCU, everything like that within the near future. Uh, we have to we have to talk about that as well because I don't think people realize what's been going on over at Disney lately. We also have some things that we're going to talk about when it comes to AMC theaters. Uh, so sit back, relax, get excited. I think this is going to be a fun show, and I hope you all join in on the discussion. This is Bridging the Geekdoms. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of Bridging the Geekdoms. I am your host, Robert Slavinsky. Now, for those of you who are relatively new to the show, who maybe never been here, or, you know, just stopping by for a quick, uh, a quick fix of needing something to watch... Our show and setup is pretty simple. Typically, the first 20, 30 minutes consists of a few hot topics that I want to talk about. After those hot topics, we then dive into a pretty big main topic. This week's main topic is going to be Marvel Studios. Massive changes are coming. So, enjoy the show. I want you to make sure, if you aren't watching us live, to know that we do this live weekly. Over on our YouTube channel, you can find us there. You can also find us on all the podcatching apps. But specifically on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, hit subscribe, hit the little notification bell so you know, you know when another show is coming up. I tell you what, this is the first time I added music in the beginning of the, of the show in a long time. And I, I think it adds a lot. It gets me pumped up. I get all excited whenever I hear it and it's playing. I think it's pretty cool. Let me know what you guys think. <laughs> about the music in the beginning. I liked it. I liked it. All right, so let's get into this here. Okay, so not even, uh, what was it? Yeah, about two hours ago, two hours ago, this hit Twitter. And I didn't believe it. I saw somebody else retweet this and it was a screenshot. It wasn't even a retweet. Somebody took a screenshot of this and, and, and threw it out there. And I didn't believe it was real because it's so easy to manipulate screenshots, especially when it comes to Twitter. And I've been fooled in the past. And they, they, they tweeted this out and I was like, ah, oh, if only that was real. If only that was, wasn't fake. Lo and behold, it was 100% real. Now, the one thing that I've loved about James Gunn taking over the DC universe and being co-CEO of DC Studios is his interactions that he's been having with fans on social media. I think it's a, a really good idea, specifically in this juncture of everything, is to help ease the minds of the fans because for the better part of a decade, it's been so muddled, muddled when it comes to the, the DC universe that this is going to help ease tension, answering questions, and showcase that there's some, there's some movement going on with the DC universe. So as per usual, as he's been doing over the last better part of two months now, he's hinting, he's alluding to something that he's doing. And 
uh, getting excited for for the DC Universe. We know a Swamp Thing movie is in the in the works. And he posts this picture of Swamp Thing, which I think is a great picture. I, I really do like it. But per usual, you have a sect of fans who are just adamant about James Gunn being the worst possible solution for the DC studios and DC universe moving forward. All they want is the Snyderverse. All they want is Zack Snyder doing his thing, whether it's on Netflix, Amazon, HBO Max, or in theaters. That's all they want. But the problem is, it's not going to happen. It's just not happening, right? So let's take a look here. So he posts this, and you have the sect of fans. You have Uncle Fahad. He replies to James Gunn, hashtag, sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. And I love it. James Gunn responds, I have to say, this has got to be the wackiest hashtag ever since, one, Netflix, has, Netflix hasn't expressed any such interest in, um, although, okay, one, Netflix hasn't expressed any, any such interest, although we've discussed other stuff. And two, Zach hasn't expressed any interest and seems to be happy doing what he's doing. And yes, we too have talked. That is absolutely huge huge to hear this is all but solidifying the end of the Snyderverse once and for all officially the end of the Snyderverse Charlie the Vulture now obviously he got uh, hundreds of replies to that but the one that stuck out on Twitter was Charlie Vulture and he goes what y'all talk about and James Gunn says he contacted me talking about Zack Snyder, he contacted me to express his support about my choices. He's a great guy. Again, he seems really happy with the massive world building he's doing now. Doing now. It, you know, for months, for months, I tried explaining to people that the more you push... The more you create these ridiculous ha ridiculous hashtags, the more you try and bully into getting what you want, the less likely it'll ever be that you get what you want. The release the Snyder Cut campaign was successful only because of HBO Max's release, only because of the pandemic. The Restore the Snyderverse campaign, I will say, had a chance. In 2021... 2020-2021, from May 21st, 2021, the day after Zach announced the Snyder Cut coming out, I would say until, until the release, shortly thereafter the release of the Snyder Cut in 2021, I would say that there was a chance for us to see a restoration and continuation of the Snyderverse. However, things changed drastically over the last couple years, mainly the fans. The fans are a big reason why I would say it's never going to happen. And I've said this multiple times. It's not nothing new that I haven't that I haven't been willing to say before. And you can all go ahead and yell at me and say all you want and, and everything. I get it. I get it. I get it. it, it it's 
it's not it's not fair you want the Snyderverse I would love to see it continued as well but here's the thing James Gunn has come out and he's officially put it to bed first off the Netflix thing how many people on Twitter on social media on on these these scoopers have you seen trying to push this narrative this idea that oh Netflix is interested Netflix is is asking about it Netflix is going to do this Netflix is going to do that that's just not the case. It's not the case. James Gunn says Netflix has shown no interest. That's That puts it to bed. The one little area, though, that is a little interesting that I think he shouldn't have said was this part here, although we've discussed other stuff. And I think people are going to misread that. I have to say this has got to be the wackiest hashtag ever since one Netflix hasn't expressed any such interest, although we've discussed other stuff. What he's saying there is that he DC studios has discussed with Netflix, other properties, other things within the DC realm. Don't forget Sandman is going on right now over at Netflix. That is a DC property. That could be what he's talking about, that they've discussed Sandman. There could be other things that they've discussed, but the Snyderverse continuation is not one of them. Again, it, I, I get it. You all want the Snyderverse. I would love to see the Snyderverse continue, but it's just, it's not going to happen right now. It's not. Yeah. And then it comes to, to Twitter. I mean, I mean, you see all these people now now saying hashtag sell Z ZSJL to Netflix. Why? Because even the haters want to see how it all ends. Laughy emoji, restore the Snyderverse. What, what haters? It, 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 this has gotten out of hand. Completely out of hand. Yeah, I love what this says here. I love this one here. You know, right here it says from David Hummingbird. Now, can we please stop pitting Zach and James against each other? But then you have Ollie of Snyderverse, fire James Gunn. Why? Why? Why the bullying? Why the toxicity? That will never get you what you want. It won't. I'm trying to see where else. What is this here? Oh, yeah, and then you're going to see things like this that pop up, obviously, because, you know, it's just crazy. And for those of you listening, I, I'm a, I apologize. I'm kind of looking through Twitter here trying to see what else is being said, uh, because this is relatively new. This is relatively, you know, just just came out. So, OK, yeah, so we see something here. Uh, CY98 on, on Twitter goes, then why did Snyder say on multiple occasions that if they gave him a call, he'd do it? Well, you want to know why? Because he probably would. But it doesn't fit with what James Gunn is doing now. It doesn't fit into Zack Snyder's current schedule. <gasps> wow, that's nuts. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thought? I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. 
Enough about that. I want to hear your thoughts, though, on the revelation. The Snyderverse is officially dead. That That is the final nail in the coffin right now. Not saying that it couldn't come up in, say, five years from now or four years from now. I'm sure that that there's a possibility down the line that it could come up in animation or graphic novel or something like that. But as it stands, there's going to be no Snyderverse being sold to Netflix. Again, that makes no sense. It doesn't make sense financially from either side, from Netflix or from Warner Brothers DC. It makes no financial sense. Not none. There, you cannot prove, you cannot even highlight any possibility where that makes financial sense in anybody's favor at all. You can't. So let me know in the comments what your thoughts are on, on this whole thing with the Snyderverse. If you're a Snyderverse fan, I want to hear from you specifically only because how do you feel right now? I want to know how you feel about this officially being it. It's done. Are you going to move on? Are you willing to move on? Let us know in the comments below. All right. So we're going to move on to the next, the next story here because, um, you know, I, I, I'm very concerned about this here. AMC theaters to change movie ticket prices based on seat location. Not because I think it's a bad thing, because I don't. I, th I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I actually think it's it makes sense uh, because they're not going to they're not raising the ticket prices all around. I'm somebody who actually likes sitting in an aisle seat uh, towards the top of the theater. I know there's people that love sitting in the middle, and that's where the prices are going to be a little little more. But it says that your next visit to AMC theaters, getting a prime seat may cost you a little extra. The country's largest ex exhibition chain is rolling out. Sightline at AMC, a ticket pricing initiative based on seat location within the auditorium. Uh, let's see. Similar to music concerts, sporting events, or Broadway, moviegoers will have the option to pay more or less for admission depending on where they choose to sit in the venue. In effect, front row seats will be available at a lower price, while seats in the middle of the theater will be available at a higher price. The initiative kicks off on Friday at select locations in New York, Chicago, Kansas City, and will be expanded to all domestic AMC locations by the end of the year. So it doesn't really affect me yet, which is okay. I, I mean, I know it's coming. I, I appreciate that they are telling us this. I, I, but I don't... There's a lot of people freaking out. And that's what I'm worried about because they're, they're not understanding. They're not getting it that this actually is a, is a smart move by AMC. Let's not forget that the pandemic destroyed theater chains. You take a look at, at Regal and all the theater chains and all the theaters that they've had to close because of the pandemic. Yeah, we did have that little fiasco when it comes to um, when, it, when it came to the stock market in AMC. That, that little fiasco was pretty interesting. Uh, it did bump up AMC stock a good bit, which really helped them. And I think saved them from the pandemic. But here's the thing. People still aren't going to the movies like they used to. Especially when you talk about films, lower budget films or non-blockbuster films, non-superhero films, non-James Cameron Avatar films. They're not going like they used to. 
and between studios and theaters, they need to find a way to, to make a little bit more money. I know over in like the West Coast, ticket prices are crazy. I think they're like 14, 15 bucks a ticket to begin with. And you figure that's probably going to go up to probably $20 for prime seating. Somewhere around here, like where I go, tickets range on a normal basis about $7.50 a ticket. Uh, I've noticed over the years it's kind of changed a little bit to like the weekends are like 9 bucks a ticket. Uh, so that that's, you know, we're, we're looking at probably 12 bucks for prime seating and where I go. But that, that, that doesn't bother me. Not because I don't use prime seating. I have and sometimes I do. But it's more so that I want to see these theaters survive. I want to see them stick around. I don't want them to go away. Some of my favorite memories as a, as a geek, as a nerd, has been going to the theater with my friends and experiencing film for the first time. You know, I, I, still, I always go back to, to Revenge of the Sith. My favorite movie-going experience of all time was seeing that at midnight in, my the, in the theater. It was fantastic. The theater was, was a dump that I was at. It was a terrible theater. But the fans, all of us there experiencing that movie, which we all thought was the finale, the final Star Wars film ever. It was, it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. And I'd hate for people to, to not get to experience that type of excitement and joy. There's no doubt that movies cost too much to make. No doubt. Especially when it comes to these higher budget superhero films, the ones that we all love going and seeing. But I think studios are starting to catch up on, on uh, exactly what they need to do. They're starting to, to realize that some of these lower budget films, especially horror, if you put that at the right amount... You could see huge profits off of those. And I think you're going to start seeing movie studios do a lot more of that and having less of these big blockbusters. It's a little upsetting, but because that's what that's what was driving the revenue to theaters are those big blockbusters. But the studios aren't making the type of money that they used to. Nothing's getting cheaper. So the theaters are, are doing what they have to do to stay open. And don't forget, studios get a, a percentage of that ticket price. So it does help studios as well. Don't forget that. Let me know in the comments. Let us know in the comments what you think about all this. Again, I think it's pretty, pretty interesting. I think it's a very interesting concept and idea that AMC is doing this. They still have the AMCA list. So if you're that, this doesn't affect you. Uh, you know, I, I, movie pass is coming back. I actually got an email the other day saying, Hey, you want to sign up for movie pass? And I just haven't been going to the movies enough to warrant that expense. Uh, but I may look into it here in the next couple months come summertime. I'll be going to the theater a good bit. So I, I might compare that to AMC and see if, if that's worth giving a shot to again, I was on movie pass back when it was 10 bucks and see all the movies you want. And it was amazing. And I, I talked it up big time back in what was that? 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. I loved it, uh, but we'll see. We'll definitely see, but let me know your comments on AMC 
excuse me, AMC raising ticket prices based on where you sit in the theater. All right. What else do I got here? Uh, yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So we're going to get into that quickly. You know, there's been some reactions to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, the premiere was just the other day. And a lot of people on social media have, have given their opinions. And, you know, at first I saw a lot of people talking about how great the movie was. But once you start sifting through all the the uh, ridiculous amounts of praise <laughs> that they get, the truth starts to, to come out. And a lot of the praise comes around Kang and how well he's portrayed in this film which really excites me it truly does excite me but it's disappointing to see that this is a movie that they have they have they had to hit a home run with with how poor phase four was this has to be a movie that was a home run and i'm not thinking they're going to hit that home run and a home run i would say is making anywhere between 850 million dollars to a billion dollars or more that would be a home run uh, from what i'm hearing uh, i i would be shocked if it hit that 800 million maybe it does maybe the fans eat this up and that's that's very possible maybe the fans eat this film up and it pushes it to that billion dollar mark but if they don't get that $800 million, and I'm not saying financially it has to do that, but when you take a look at how much money a movie makes, that's going to tell you how many times are people going back to watch this? Are people enjoying this? That's what it's going to tell us. That speaks a lot louder than your Twitter critics and your Rotten Tomatoes. That does speak a lot louder. Not always accurate but it does speak a lot louder. You take a look at past Marvel films. You take a look at past Marvel films. Most of them were in the range of making five to $700 million per movie. It was the big Avenger films. It was the big, big ones that made that billion dollars. Well, guess what? They've been touting this as one of those big, big ones. And if it can't make that money, what does that say about what's going on at Marvel? And this is going to take us right into our main topic here. Because there are, without a doubt, massive changes coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And no, I'm not talking simply the changing of release dates because i get it this title this title can be a little deceiving as as clickbaity but with ant-man and the wasp quantumania releasing in in just a week there's going to be a large shift in the marvel universe not just from a release standpoint but also from a universal standpoint from a franchise standpoint of what's going on within the story and I think that's that's important for a lot of people to, to to understand. But let's take a look. Let's take a look at some things going on right now that can affect it from a release standpoint. And now that Bob Iger 
is back as CEO of, of Disney, which is absolutely amazing. Bob Chapek did a, a terrible, terrible job doing that. But we're going to be seeing a lot of changes take place with the Disney brand. Uh, ticket prices are changing, in, in my opinion, for the better, such as at their parks. Their, their ticket pricing is changing at their parks because Bob Iger. Because of Bob Iger. The studio and department heads are being held accountable. They're, they're being held responsible adequately. And, and probably the biggest, the biggest change that we're seeing is worrying about quality over quantity. And that's when it comes to television and movie projects. We all saw how Phase 4 was just poorly received. You know, whether it was the terrible VFX or the horrendous woke storytelling and a focus on, like I said, quantity over quality. But, and don't get me wrong, there, there were absolutely some gems. I, I am a huge fan of Shang-Chi. I loved Shang-Chi. It was one of my favorite movies a couple years ago. I even enjoyed Eternals. I loved Miss Marvel. I thought Miss Marvel was really good. So yeah, there were some gems, but overall phase four was a complete disaster, complete disaster. It was a mess. So middle of last year, I think it was what D 23. We had our first look at the phase five lineup and it gave us a hint and a taste of what will be popping up in phase six and phase five. And with that, a tentative release schedule. Most of which has already begun being shifted. You know, such as Deadpool 3 moving from September 2024 to November and Fantastic Four from February 2025 to November 2025. And Secret Wars has moved from November 2025 to May 2026. Those are just some of the changes that have been made. And Blade as well has moved. But... From a movie standpoint, they're going to have to make changes for those release date changes to make sense, right? I mean, you you would think. I, I think, I think that's that's how it's going to go. You know, when I, when I really think about it, though, I keep saying they focused too much on quantity over quality. And that was the big problem when it came to phase four was the quality of the product wasn't good from storytelling, from VFX, from agenda pushing, all of that crap. It really hurt the brand. It did. And you want to know how we know it hurt the brand? Do you want to know how? I'll show you. Disney Plus drops 2.4 million subscribers. 2.4 million subscribers. Disney Plus, this is coming from Variety, lost a net 2.4 million subscribers in the last three months of 2022. That's marking the streaming service's first decline since launching in 2019. While the Mouse House's quarterly earnings topped Wall Street's estimates, thanks to a surge in revenue at Disney theme parks. The results are Bob Iger's first back in the CEO. Zoe, shush. Zoe. Lay down. Mm. 
Zoe, lay down. Sorry. So overall, Disney posted revenue $23.51 billion, up 8% in adjusted earnings per share, $0.99. Cents. Uh, the beat analysis, uh, we don't need to talk about all that. Uh, but we're seeing, see, we're seeing that Disney Plus, which was the home of a lot of Marvel content over the last couple of years, isn't holding people's attention, isn't keeping people there. And because of that, Iger has announced that Disney will be eliminating 7,000 jobs, affecting 3.2% of its global workforce. And it's going to reduce costs by $5.5 billion. He's also going to announce a reorganization of the company into three core business segments. Disney Entertainment, headed by co-chairs Dana Walden, and Alan Bergman, ESPN, and Disney Parks experiences and products. Now, here's the thing. You have Disney Entertainment. That is what's going to, that's where, where the MCU is going to slide. That's where they're going to be. Argo also said that Disney plans to reinstate payment of a dividend to shareholders by the end of the year of 2023. The drop in Disney Plus subscribers, which was bigger than analysis expected, was entirely driven by a 3.8 million sequential decline Disney Plus Hotstar, the version of the service offered in India and parts of Southeast Asia. Uh, last year, Disney lost streaming rights in India. Um, so, yeah, I mean, besides that, losing rights in India definitely didn't help, for sure. Um... I know that there was something on here about, oh, here we go. Uh, Disney's TV network's revenue dropped 5% to $7.3 billion. Disney is losing money right now. The only place that they didn't lose money was theme parks. There was a surge there, but that's because post-pandemic, people wanted to get the hell out. They wanted to go have fun for the first time in two years. So that's what they did. They went to Disney parks. Which, if you ask me, is terrible. I, I, I personally am, am worried about even giving Disney any money at this point from some of the the woke leftist agenda that has been going on with their company as of late with cartoons and, and such. It, it's pretty crazy. Look it up. Look up some of the stuff they've been doing. It's insane. But... How does this affect Marvel Studios? Well, they're cutting $5.5 billion somewhere. Where do you think that's going to come? You know where that's going to come, right? Right there. That's where it's coming. And it's not that it's going to be that they're canceling all this stuff. Uh, no, I, I, I highly doubt that they're ever going to cancel that stuff. But let's take a look at that. I mean, you can kind of see all these movies and projects. I personally think they're going to spread that out more. They're going to focus. I think they're going to go back, and I think they're going to take a look. And, and this is what I would do if I were them. This is honestly what I would do if I were them. No more than five, six projects a year. Six projects a year max. That gives you three movies. Beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year. That gives you three TV shows. Beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year. 
on Disney Plus. Don't focus so much on getting quantity out there. Let's say they can't get three TV shows and they don't want to rush one. So don't rush it. Take your time. Get the story right. Make sure you have the money in line. Make sure you'll be able to make it worth people's time to sit there and, and drop eight to nine to ten hours into a television show. Make sure it's worth people's money to drop $10 a month on Disney+. Plus. Don't just put stuff out to put stuff out. And I, and, and I may sound a little hypocritical here because I was complaining just last week about Star Wars and how, how it just has been too long since we got the Mandalorian season two to season three. And they took their time. And I get that. I get that. But I think that's different. That, that, that's something different here because you can tell the quality of Marvel projects has dropped significantly. And I think what's going on at Disney with them losing so much money, losing subscribers, they need to, to readjust. They need to rethink. And Bob Iger is going to do that. And, and don't think that Kevin Feige doesn't understand this. He absolutely does understand this. He understands that the changes are going to have to be made with his projects, which means if you have to adjust if you have to shift things maybe that some of those higher budget projects get pushed out further and some of the lower budgets are now going to be coming out sooner he then has to adjust the story and, and make sure everything fits with what is going on with this new multiverse saga it's it's a really interesting predicament that marvel finds themselves in as well as disney and the nice thing to know you know something that you can get excited about and 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 believe is how much respect Kevin Feige has for Bob Iger and how much respect Bob Iger has for Kevin Feige. Back in 2015, and this is coming from Bob Iger just, just the other day, he explained how Ron Perlmutter, 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 whatever, the guy who was in charge at one time uh, over Kevin Feige, who was Kevin Feige's boss, how he was this close to firing Feige, but Bob Iger stepped in and stopped him. Because there's a level of respect. There's a level of understanding. Bob Iger sees the benefits, sees what Kevin Feige can do for Disney, for Marvel, for the fans. Or is it Ike Perlmutter? Perlmutter? I don't know, whatever. Doesn't matter, he's a loser. A rich loser, but a loser nonetheless. So what does this mean for the multiverse saga? Like I said, I think there's going to be big changes coming. Obviously, from a story standpoint, we knew some big changes were coming from Ant-Man and the Wasp. We know that what happens in that movie is going to set up the future of the MCU story-wise. It's going to open up a whole can of worms and make things a lot more interesting than it's ever been before. At least has been since Phase 4 started. But I'm curious to see, and I think we're going to get a, a good bit of it this coming summer, whether it's Comic-Con or another D23 or, or if they hold their own little, little shindig at some point. I think Kevin Feige is going to have to come out and address some of these, these issues that are going to affect Marvel. The one thing that's great about this, though, is they've built such brand loyalty with the fans. 
you can sit down and you can count on your hands how many times there's been issues and and setbacks with the Marvel Cinematic Universe over the course of the last 14 years. That's pretty damn good. Over 14 years, what, 40-something projects? And you can count on your hands how many times that they've had to come out and, and directly tell the fans that there's something that's changing. Things are moving around. That's impressive. What Kevin Foggy has done with that brand, of that studio, is absolutely impressive. I give him so much credit. Despite, yeah, I, I there's not, I haven't liked Phase Four. Hell, I just watched Wakanda Forever the other day, and it was a fucking bore fest. And my fiance, my son, even my two girls were watching. Now, my one girl, she is obsessed with Black Panther right now. That first movie, she would was watching on repeat. She's got Black Panther costumes she's got action figures she loves black panther right now and that movie was not for her and uh, look i get it they wanted to to honor and and celebrate the life of chadwick boseman in some form or fashion but that movie <laughs> the fact that you don't see real any real action it's almost a three hour long movie and you don't see any action for like an hour and 10 hour and 15 minutes. And then after that, it's another hour until you see any action. That's ridiculous. And the story could have been tightened up. They could have removed almost an entire hour of that movie. So much unnecessary stuff in that. And that just goes to prove that their success that they still see with these movies is because of the branding. It's the branding that brings them so much of the success. It really is. But I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know what you think of everything going on right now with Marvel Studios, with Disney. How do you think this big loss with Disney Plus, with them, with Disney, you know, looking to cut $5.5 billion, starting with laying off, was it $7 million? Employees? Seven million. Is that what it is? I mean, 7,000. Sorry, 7,000 jobs. Still, 7,000 jobs is a lot of freaking jobs. I don't know why I thought 7 million. That's almost, yeah, 7,000 jobs is a lot of freaking jobs. It's crazy. So let me know what you think about what's going on with Disney, how you think it's going to affect Marvel Studios. Do you think it will affect Marvel Studios at all? I, I think it is. I think it's going to have a major impact on a lot. I think they're going to have to go back to the drawing board a bit and adjust their story. I think they're going to, they're going to be spreading out these projects. We're not going to see 20 projects in three years like we did between 2020 and now. We're going to see... Probably in three years, we'll probably see 11, 12 projects in three years. And that's the way it should be. That's how it should be. I get that Disney Plus was a big, a big push for, for Disney. And they wanted to get content out. But uh, you got to worry about the quality before you worry about quantity. Have good television. Have good films. Have good a good product and, and people will come back 
Nobody comes back to my show, though. So I guess I don't have a good product. My show sucks. I guess. I don't know. You tell me. Does my show suck? Does it? All right, guys. I think that's going to... That's pretty much going to wrap it up today. I want to thank you all for listening, for watching, whatever it is you guys have done. Hopefully next week we'll have you join us. Uh, They're my two co-hosts that uh, have jobs that work for a living. And it's a a struggle bus to, to get all three of us together sometimes or even two of us it's 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 not easy not easy in the slightest i wish it was easier maybe we'll change our days somehow figure it out be nice go ahead and scan that qr code that's uh, up on the screen right now you scan that qr code it's going to take you to our link tree you'll find all the links to our twitter to our instagrams to our facebooks all that jazz our emails on there as well And I want to point out the email because I would love for you all to email us. What I want to do is I want to have a section on the show. Whether it's the last like 10, 15 minutes of every show, I want to have a section on the show where we take viewers or listeners questions and answer them to the best of our abilities. Give our opinions on your thoughts. I want to I want to start doing that. I'll even start looking at comments from previous shows. If you guys leave comments down below, you hit that like button, hit subscribe, hit the follow, share us around. I love it. I'd love it so much if you did that. It'd be amazing. Look, I, I, I yeah, I gotta I gotta sell us somehow, right? I will be up in the Dubois area in the beginning of March, Dubois, Pennsylvania. They're having a little swap meet convention going on up there. I'm going to have a table. I'm going to be sitting there and I'm going to be looking to interview cosplayers or artists or any content creator of any sort. And once I do that, I'll have more content I'll be putting out and I'll get all that up there. I think it'll be kind of cool. I am looking to, to head to Three Rivers Comic Con again this June. I cannot wait for Three Rivers Comic Con. Last year was a blast. I only got to go one day. It looks like I'll be going two days this year. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really dive in this year. I'm trying. I, I think I'm gonna get a table. That way I can set up all my stuff, little area to to sit down and actually interview and talk with people. I think it'd be amazing to to just sit there and, and talk with people, the cosplayers, the artists, the the creators of these comic books. And that'll be at Three Rivers Comic Convention this June in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I, I plan on being there. I hope you guys are too. I hope you you show up. I think it'd be really cool. I'm thinking I might have a giveaway as well. One or two giveaways I might have there. I'm kind of I'm thinking of some ideas. So we'll see how that pans out. But if I get a table there, definitely gonna have a giveaway. Definitely. I think it'll be great. Ah, Ken. <laughs> Ken, do I miss you? I do miss you, brother. I miss you. I miss having somebody to uh, to play to play off of here when I talk, instead of just talking to a computer screen and looking at a camera occasionally. It's all right. We'll get you back on the show very soon, very very soon, Ken. Uh, but again, everyone, thank you so much. I'm, I'm kind of dragging this out. I don't know why. I just don't want to stop talking. I guess I don't know. 
Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. Subscribe, like, share, notification bell, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. It'll be amazing. Oh, wait. Kenneth Yambo, question for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Should I be scared? Should I be scared, Ken? I don't know if I'm, I should be scared. This is the longest outro in the history of outros, though, I gotta say. <clears throat> I like the music. I, I'm really digging the music in the background. I'm really digging it. Do I think it was appropriate for Gun to shoot down the Snyderverse? I talked about this in the beginning of the episode, Ken, and uh, I think it was 100% appropriate. I think it had to be done. I think he absolutely had to do this. He had to. You, you could not... He could not move forward with the DC Universe with these fans trying and creating hashtags and pushing this bullying and agenda for just we want the Snyderverse this puts it to rest I, I I want to see more Snyderverse I do I would love to but the fact of the matter is and I've been saying it for how long it's not coming at least not how we want it to so I think that this this was the best way to do it uh, well, I won't say it was the best way to do it <laughs> I won't say that but, um, yeah, like you said, he probably shouldn't have done it on Twitter. Ken, Ken says, in the way he did, I would have done it in a video. I, I think a video, I think he should have done it when he announced all those plans, all those uh, projects. That probably would have been the smart move. But, look, at least we have closure, though. And he didn't do it in a bad way. It wasn't like a... A negative way because he's right the hashtag sell Snyderverse to, to Netflix is wacky I've been saying it for weeks for months it's wacky it's stupid it, it, it's it's not smart because there's no financial benefit for either party there just isn't Warner Brothers sells the IP it hurts their future films that are competing against what Netflix is doing. Netflix pays all this money to, to get this billion, a billion dollars, more than a billion dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they have to rely on getting subscribers? That's not possible. <laughs> Nicotina, what's up, man? What's going on? I believe Nicotina has a show tonight. Is it a four nerd show tonight? I don't know. Maybe? It's Thursday. I think they do four nerds on Thursday. So check out his show, which I think is at like 45 minutes from now. But Nick, wait, so they're not going to sell the Snyderverse to Netflix? <laughs> Look, yeah, Nicotina, he's great. I, I, I love talking to him. I, I need to get on his show. He needs to come on my show or something. We need to definitely have have more. But, you know, he, he makes, he's making a joke here. They were never going to sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. They, they're just, they weren't. I, I, I don't know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nicotina. Four nerds, 7.30 p.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time. Check him out. I love that show. Usually I have it on the background when I'm at work. Check him out. Great show. For sure. Yeah. Look, this has been my outro. I've been sitting here trying to do an outro now for the better part of, like, seven minutes. 
Everybody decides to come and start talking and asking questions at the end of the show, but that's okay. That's all right. Uh, so yeah, everyone, you know, throw in the comments what you think about this whole Snyderverse thing. But do you think the way Gunn did it was a good idea? Should he have done it? Should he have done it on a a uh, video? Jeez, oh, <laughs> you're gonna get me in trouble, Nicotina. Mikey Sutton said it was done a done deal though. Ah, Mikey Sutton. I've kind of laid off the scoopers for the better part of a month now. Um, only because James Gunn put all that to bed. And I was seeing less and less of their bullshit pop up. Although I did see something really ridiculous the other day. Um, where I think it was Sill said that, you know, Netflix is ready for the Snyderverse. But no, man. No. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy what's what's going on. Stay away from scoopers, everyone. Stay away from them. It's not worth it. Don't get. Don't allow them to get your hopes up. Don't don't do any of that. Don't do any of that. Say no to scoops. Oh, I gotta come up with a cool motto and make a T-shirt. Something like that. I don't know. I tell you. All right, guys. That's it. I'm calling it. Game, set, match. Thank you for watching. Hit that QR, or hit that QR, scan that QR code, all that jazz. With all that said, I will talk to, or I will talk at all of you later.